G'day gentlemen, I'm Simon DeBlock, licensed clinical psychotherapist and your host of Manifesto, Mental Health for Men, a podcast dedicated to supporting men who want to improve the quality of their well-being and their life via practical guidance and tactics. This week we're diving into the subject of boredom and it's a complaint that I hear a lot in my clinical work with my male clients. And just because life is sometimes boring doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. So if you're a guy who wants to improve his mental resilience, experience a greater sense of balance in life, then I welcome you to subscribe to this podcast channel wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Gentlemen, let's examine the experience of the doldrums, aka boredom. In the good old days, sailors got used to dealing with hardships like pirate attacks, scurvy and mutiny. That was really just part of the job. But just short of capsizing, there was one thing sailors hated more than anything else, and that was the doldrums. Now, the doldrums happened if your ship sailed into an area without enough wind to propel the vessel forward. Uh, These poor buggers would be stuck there floating in circles, sometimes for weeks, and this lack of progress drove sailors into a state of despondency, a term later coined as the doldrums. Now, perhaps you're not a 19th century sailor, but you've probably experienced your own version of the doldrums at some point. In landlubber terms, we call this boredom. So, what exactly is boredom? Well, let's first clarify that boredom is not a clinical diagnosis. However, boredom is a name that encapsulates a state of feeling. And those state of feeling often where we're unstimulated, we're unsatisfied, or uninterested by normal activities or experiences. Boredom can be associated with feeling low or sometimes agitated. While it can correlate with other symptoms related to mental health issues, it's not just another name for apathy or depression. So where does boredom come from? Well, a 2006 study pinpoints five different types of boredom. And these are, first is indifferent, that's a calm state where there's a sense of withdrawal from external stimuli. Next is calibrating. Now, that's where we feel slightly unpleasant, but we're open to anything that might cure our bored feelings. Yeah, not quite yet in a state of exploration. Next is searching, where there's an increased sense of negative feelings, where the individual is actively looking for something to do. Next, reactant an intense feeling of negativity where the bored individual starts indicting other people, places or things for their own boredom. They're sour about their situation. They're ready to blame anyone or anything else for that. And finally, apathy. So sometimes in this situation, there is really low arousal. The individual does not skew positive or negative. Instead, they're immersed in a sense of helplessness or even depression. So based on these five different types of boredom, we learn how boredom can look completely different from one person to the next. For example, somebody whose boredom is apathetic might lie on the couch staring out the window while mindlessly eating an entire bag of Tootsie Rolls. It's not that they don't have the energy to do anything, they just haven't found an activity that entices them into action yet. However, somebody in a more reactive state could feel absolutely tortured by the lack of stimulation and will do anything to find relief from their boredom, even if that activity they choose is an unhealthy one. Now, science has yet to determine why boredom occurs, but we do know it's a Western luxury. It's really hard to feel bored when your entire day 
is dedicated to survival. It is thought that as human cognition developed, we increased the amount of information our senses are continuously picking up and processing throughout the day. So then when stimulation ceases or slows down, boredom is one way our brain responds to the absence of sensory stimulation. Scientists have also identified that dopamine is released as our brains respond to joy, excitement, or new activities. As a result, some people who naturally have lower levels of dopamine, those who are considered high-risk, boredom-prone people, require more frequent and higher levels of novelty to stimulate their brains. So why do men some experience boredom? Well, men typically have a lower tolerance to boredom than women. One reason is that they find it more uncomfortable, uncomfortable to be alone with their thoughts. So, left alone to contemplate their thoughts and their feelings, they often seek all manner of distractions. In 2014, psychologists at the University of Virginia conducted a simple experiment to showcase the power of the human mind. Participants in the study were placed into a room by themselves for roughly 10 minutes. Also in the room was a little machine that would deliver an electric shock to participants, but only if they chose to do it to themselves. Now, most subjects became bored while sitting in the room, but what surprised researchers most was a significant number of men opted to shock themselves, some more than once, rather than just simply doing nothing at all. Conversely, only 25% of the women chose to shock themselves. To a greater degree than women, men tend to have thrill-seeking nature and desire increasingly stimulating activities. This is why they're more apt to engaging in extreme sports and other reckless behaviours. But conversely, a lack of stimulation and engagement can lead some men to things like alcohol and drug abuse, unhealthy sexual behaviours, gambling and other illegal activities. Just about anything to shake up, even if that lands them in a bad situation. And this is the shadow side of boredom. On a sunnier side, however, men tolerate boredom poorly because they are doers and problem solvers. They are built to fix things, produce things, protect and provide. These are valuable qualities to possess, and as a result, many men simply just don't want to talk about or reflect on their feelings when it comes to downtime and introspection. They just want to keep the wind in their sails and keep more moving forward, that is, to avoid the doldrums. So is there a relationship between boredom and depression? Well, no doubt about it. Being in a state of boredom is an unpleasant experience. Maybe you're sick of the monotony of your day-to-day -day activities, and it feels like you do the same things on repeat. Perhaps you're feeling cagey, ready to do something new, if only you could figure out where to channel your energy. Or maybe you are just too burnt out to feel stimulated. So even in the big picture, you know you're on the right path. So boredom does not necessarily lead to depression, but it can lead you to feeling powerlessness or ineffective in your life. If you believe you lack the agency over your life and are stuck right where you are, you might also begin to feel angry. And if that anger is unexpressed, it can shift into sadness and eventually into a state of depression. So let's face it, not everything you do in life will feel like a peak experience. It's not all dirt biking and hang gliding or holding your newborn baby for the first time. 
Sometimes it's standing in line at uh, the DMZ to get your driver's license or being stuck in traffic or listening politely to the same story your mum has already told you twice this week. It's just because life is sometimes boring doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. The excitement of even, even the most wonderful experiences will wear off, leaving you to seek new ways to stimulate your mind. And boredom is entirely natural. It could even be good for us. And it doesn't have to feel painful as a sailor stuck out at sea. Now here's a couple of tactics, and these are designed to help you navigate boredom and transform the experience into a more positive one for you. Our first tactic is to keep active even when the boredom tells you otherwise. And if you've been under a lot of stress lately, it's likely you have stopped engaging in self-care or you've stopped doing activities that bring you the most joy. And you know what that means. All work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy, or in this case, a bored man. So if you've not taken the time to nurture your creativity or enjoy your favorite hobbies lately, chances are you're only doing the perfunctory tasks in life, like going to work, paying your bills, or cleaning your house. Now these activities may keep you busy all the time, but it doesn't mean you're stimulated by them. Now once boredom sets in, you may even find you have an inertia problem. You know, an object at rest stays at rest. If you wait until you feel motivated to do something, you may wait for a really long period of time for your inspiration to arrive. So the best solution is to take healthy action. Go for a ride on your bike, meet up with a friend for coffee, pick up your guitar and learn a new song or a chord. Even before you feel like it, taking action will help reignite your motivation and help you feel more stimulated and overcome that sense of boredom. Our second tactic is changing your relationship with boredom. So peeling back the layers of your own boredom and learning how it affects you personally will help you change your relationship with that experience. You may even discover you have some hidden benefits about productivity and self-esteem. Or perhaps you'll uncover some thoughts or emotions you prefer to avoid that only seem to arise when you're bored. So grab yourself a pen and paper and answer these particular questions. Question one, what triggers boredom and what makes it go away? Question two, is this boredom long-standing or is it a relatively new experience? Question three. When was the first time you remember being bored in such a way that you couldn't stand it? Question four. What does boredom feel like physically? Question five. What is the most challenging part of the experience of boredom? The way it feels physically, the assault on your self-esteem, the self-judgment that pops up, or the impulses to get rid of it. Maybe the negative thoughts that it causes. What else comes up for you? Question six. What, if any, impulses do the bored parts of you have? Question seven. Why is boredom a problem for you? Be very specific about how boredom affects you. And last, question eight. What does your bored part need to feel better? Okay, gentlemen, we've ascertained that boredom is not a mental health disorder. However, there may be reasons for feeling unstimulated in your life that maybe a professional therapist can help you uncover. So if you find your ship stuck in the doldrums, 
swab the proverbial deck or climb to the crow's nest for a better view. Feeling despondent or irritable when things aren't taking shape or moving forward, well, that's expected. But instead of feeling helpless, acknowledge the role that boredom is playing in your life and then step forward to evoke some meaningful change for yourself. Gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already making the investment into the most valuable assets your own, your mind and mental health. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast channel wherever you get your favorite podcasts from and join the community of men who are seeking practical ways to grow and evolve as modern men. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining me this week in another episode of Manifesto, Mental Health for Men. Stay safe and well. Cheers. Thank you.